Good evening, everyone, and thank you for coming back and joining me tonight here on Next on the T. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and tonight I get to share two of the top instructors in the game with you. And boy, am I excited to get both of these guys on the show. First up, I'm going to get a return visit from Rob Strano. You've seen Rob on Golf Academy on the Golf Channel. He's a fantastic instructor. We're going to get some putting tips from him. Uh, we'll talk about things like mental approach. How can we do a better job of, you know, positive self-talk and not that negative self-talk that we give ourselves, whether we're out on the on the range or, you know, on the putting green before we get out, you know, on the golf course. We'll talk about all of those things. Plus, Rob was down at the PGA Merchandise Show last week, so we'll uh, see what tickled his fancy when he was down there. So a lot to get into with Rob. It's never enough time when I get to spend some time with him. He'll join me here in just a few minutes. Following him, I'm going to get a return visit from another PGA professional and the co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association, Jim Estes. And as you guys know, we've been partnering with Jim and the SMGA for a couple of years now. We are so proud of what Jim and his team are doing for our wounded service veterans, either getting them into the game of golf or back into the game of golf. So we'll uh, get an update on the great things that he's doing there. Plus, we'll also look back to last year's senior PGA championship where Jim was a low club professional. So a great accomplishment for Jim and that golf tournament. So we'll talk about all of that, plus get a few lessons on the short game from Jim and his mental approach as well. Jim is going to join me a little bit later on in this half hour. So more great stories coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the Tee. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me over the next hour. And as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our good friend Steve Rondonero about what they've got going on this winter. When planning your next golf buddy trip, consider something completely different for 2018 at French Lick Resort. The Eagles, Birdies, and Pigeons Package. That's right, Pigeons. Take your best shot with a day at our Pete Dye course, a day at our Donald Ross course, then top it off with an outing at our new Sporting Clay shooting range. This package is reserved for groups of 12 or more. Just you and a pal craving a world-class golf getaway? Well, our Hall of Fame package can't be beat for a pure golf experience and value. Pete Dye, Donald Ross, and our two historic hotels make a legendary combination. French Lick Resort can also help you bring your game to the next level. Check out our Early Birdies Tune-Up, our Game Changer, and Rapid Recovery Golf Academies. Start making those 2018 plans now with an online visit to FrenchLick.com. French Lick Resort, home of the 2018 Senior LPGA Championship and the Symmetra Tour Donald Ross Classic. Yeah, folks, be sure to go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great a place it is and to book your stay as well. And, folks, you've heard me talking about Clubhub sensors over the last few months. It's the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out there on the market. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Clubhub tells you what happened and why. Take the progress that you make on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. I have Club Hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips, and I can tell you, since I put the Club Hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. Not only do you get GPS distances to the hazards and the green, but after your round, you can look back at the images and the layout of every hole in the course that you just played and see exactly where and how far you hit every shot. No other golf, uh, GPS golf tool on the market captures that and lets you go back and review your round the way the Club Hub app does. It's available for Android or iPhones, and the app keeps track of your swing speed of every club in your bag, your tempo, angle of attack, plus you get a 3D view of your swing as well. And no other rangefinder can do all that for you. Go over to clubhubgolf.com to order your set of Club Hub sensors today and enter the coupon code NEXT, that's N-E-X-T, to get 10% off on all products at checkout. Again, go online to clubhubgolf.com, enter the coupon code NEXT, and you're going to get the best GPS and swing analysis tool on the market for a great low price, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way. We're also excited to be partnering with the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. They are back with the same great equipment that you know and love without the retail markup that you hate. You can now buy premium Ben Hogan irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, and bags directly from the factory at prices your wallet's really going to appreciate. Visit them online at BenHoganGolf.com or give them a call at 844-53-HOGAN. That's 844-534-6426 to learn more and order your set today. 
Please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Apparel Company by going online to bobbyjones.com. Their early spring collection has arrived. The shift in seasons is an opportunity to change things up layer upon layer. They've added some great details, fresh colors, and new additions with genuine, enduring character. See the early spring collection by going online to bobbyjones.com. And lastly, but certainly not least, folks, as you know, we have been partnering with Russ Holden and the great folks over at Caddy for a Cure. One of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golf is available to you through Caddy for a Cure. Spend a day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy. It's a fantastic way to have the time of your life while supporting our wounded service members and Fanconi Anemia. You're going to get to walk side-by-side with your tour player experiencing professional golf as an insider. In addition to the amazing experience you know, that you're going to have, you're going to get a fantastic gift package from Caddy for a Cure, which includes Under Armour logoed apparel and an eyewear package, a tour-grade caddy bib suitable for autographs and framing, a tin cup ball marking gift, chef's cut real jerky, and professional photographs of your day. Go online to caddyforacure.com. That's C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com, to learn more. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Rob Strano. Let me remind you about Rob's background. He is from St. Louis, Missouri. He grew up playing at the same country club as PGA Tour players Bob Golby, Jay and Jerry Haas, and Frank Connor. Played his college golf at Centenary College, which has another famous golf alumni, Hal Sutton, and one of my favorite Celtics of all time, Robert Parrish. Played on the PGA Tour, the Nationwide Tour, the Hooters NGA Tour for 15 years, and he won five times, the last of which came at the 1999 Energizer Invitational. He is now one of the top instructors in the game, and he was named honorable mention for the top 50 youth golf instructors by USA Kids. He is the only top instructor teaching the game to deaf children, and you've probably seen Rob on Golf Academy on the Golf Channel, and I am honored he is back with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Rob, thanks for coming back on the show. Chris, thanks for having me back. I, I enjoy getting together with you and talking about the game of golf, and, and you know, you you read that bio stuff, and I'm like, man, some of that stuff was a long time ago. Wow. <laughs> Indeed. I feel your pain, my friend. I'm, I'm telling you. So, but, you know, you mentioned the PGA show, and I just got back from that. And, and the PGA show, for those that have never been, is so vast. You know, you, you asked me how I was doing. You know, I'm in probably the, the best shape I've been in for years. When you go to the PGA show, someone measured it at 28 miles when you walk the PGA show. And I'm telling you right now, Chris. I have the tightest set of buns in the game of golf, maybe at golf shells, you know, <laughs> altogether. I mean, I am in incredible shape after walking the PGA show for three whole days. No doubt you are. So, so I'm taking us through. What, what were some of the things you saw down there? What are some of the cool things that caught your eye? I'll tell you the coolest thing I saw down there, um, and, there's, and there's stuff you can't even imagine. I'm going to tell you the two coolest things I saw. One is fun, and one is something that really helped what I do as a coach is there's a new product called CAPTO, C-A-P-T-O, and it is a, a wireless sensor. It's actually a wireless device that goes on the, the shaft of your putter, and it tells you everything you want to know about your putting stroke. It gives you graphs. It is an incredible tool for coaches everywhere. So I, I got it on um, Friday at the show, and Sunday afternoon we had an all-day of rain, and I had one of my tour players come over, She's an LPGA European tour player, and we got in the putting lab here in my house, and it was the first time I got to use it live fire, and the data was just astronomical. You know the movie Twister, where all of a sudden yes. the thing goes up into the tornado and they get all that data? That's how I felt when she hit a putt, and all of a sudden I got all this data and the graphs. And I was like, I was like, wow, this is what I need to really get into the fine-tuning of a stroke for a top-level player. I can look at a putting stroke and say, yeah, that's on plane. That's perfect. The face is good and the ball's going in the hole. But when you got a player who's, who's, who's paying for their meat and potatoes and their gallon of milk by how quickly they get in the hole, boy, you don't want to leave anything to chance. So Capto was really cool. Now, fun, and I'm all about fun. You know that. There is a new product out. If you go to bp.golf, bp.golf, you're going to find a product, I kid you not, it's all-time great, and I'm ordering it, called Beer golf, pong golf. So it's basically cornhole <laughs> with plastic, red plastic cups in it, and you chip a ball on it, and if you get it in, you point to someone and say, drink up, buttercup. So it's beer pong golf. <laughs> it is so much fun. I did. I actually did a, a, a video for them on Facebook 
And if you go to Rob Strano on Facebook and you scroll down, you'll see all the videos I did live for Golf Channel, but then you'll see the one that me and my staff coach, Susie Dan Stanley, did with Big Beer Pong Golf. It is so much fun. I just see it back here by my pool and got some friends over, and we're beer pong chipping it and just having a good old time. There you go. Now that's awesome. Both of those things sound fantastic. So, again, the first one you talked about is called Capto. You can see that, the wireless putter, uh, sensor putty uh, for your putter, and uh, BP.golf or beer pong. Two very cool things, Rob. And, and Rob, I saw a picture of you and with uh, your fellow centenary alumni, Hal Sutton, at the show. You get a chance to spend some time talking to Hal? I did. It's always great to run into Hal. And, and he actually spoke the night before an event called the Open Forum, which is all the top coaches get together and you put some people on stage and you ask them questions. And it, it can be kind of a free-for-all time. But, but Hal did a great job. He was up there on the mental game panel. And who better to have than one of the most mentally tough players ever to, to tee it up and peg it up. And, and to say he's a fellow alumni of mine, it, it really means a lot to me. But it was great to catch up to him and hear about what he's doing at, at the Hal Sutton Golf Ranch in Houston where he's taking his experience as a tour player. He's taking that mental toughness, and he's instilling it in juniors and players and helping them chase their dreams. And it, it's just good to shake his hand and, and, and smile and, and just talk about golf a little bit with Hal. And Rob, to that point, and, and, and you do a lot of work with kids, uh, you know, we talk a lot on this show about the mental side and, and the mental side for junior players. Is there something that you and Hal talk together or some commonalities for the things that you guys both try to instill in the junior players who are dealing with, you know, pressure for the first time, crowds for the first time, tournament play for the first time? What are some of the things that you guys teach to your junior players to help them deal with that? Well, that's an awesome question, Chris. And what I'll tell my, my tell your listeners to do if you don't if you're not familiar with the scene, it's like Rocky Five. But if you go to YouTube and type in Rocky's speech to his son, go watch it. I have my players struggling with mental game. I, I did it on the tee last year at the academy to several of my players before they went to state after they maybe had a mediocre sectional round. I played that for him. I said, "What does what Rocky says to his son here?" mean to you give me your takeaway from it and one of the great lines in the in the scene if you're familiar with it is he says life is tough it will beat you down and you've got to be able to take a beating and get up and keep going forward and and how and i talk specifically about that part of golf golf will beat you down it will kick you and it will keep kicking you and you've got to be tough enough when you have a bad round a bad hole to dig deep find another gear and keep going forward. Get up the next day and go, I'm going to be better today than I was the day before. You can't let it knock you down and hold you down. You've got to have that strong internal belief that, you know what, I just had a bad day. just had a bad hole. Tomorrow, I got it. And you get up with a fresh outlook, you dig deep, and you keep going. And Hal and I talked about that. We talked about how you got to dig in there and dig your hand, heels in and golf and go, not today. You're not holding me down today. I'm going to keep going. And when it does, it, what's interesting, Chris, is I just got back from a trip to Israel and spent 10 days on a tour of the country seeing some incredible things. And one of the most incredible things was seeing the site of Masada. And, and if you don't know anything about Masada, go research it. It's really a cool story. But it's, it's a 1,000-foot plateau that, that they built a fortress on top of. 2,000 years ago. Now, how do you do that 2,000 years ago? We can't do it now. But when, when Israel revolted against the Romans, the Romans put down the rebellion, and Masada was kind of the last stronghold. And the Romans built a 1,000-foot ramp up to Masada, if you can fathom that. The ramp is still there. And they, they overtook the plateau, but what the, the Israelites on the top of the plateau did was they weren't going to be taking captives and slaves, and so they made a pact that they were going to they were going to basically kill everybody. So they killed their family members, and then the guys remaining made a pact that they were going to kill themselves. It's just a rough rough angle on the story. But one of the things that the Israeli army says is kind of their motto right now is two words, and it centers around Masada. It's never again, and they say that now as they as they as they pass through their training. They said, I look at you and go, never again. They never will surrender again. And that's golf. You do things, things happen, and you say, never again. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to be tougher, stronger, 
and I'm going to keep moving forward, and nothing's going to knock back my belief. Nothing's going to shake my courage. Nothing's going to shake the pillars of my foundation, whether they're life pillars or golf pillars, and I'm going to keep pressing on and keep pressing forward. That's awesome. That's a great message, and it's interesting that you bring that piece up about Rocky, and I've, I've got that uh, that whole speech framed, and it's in my son's room, so I try to remind him of that very same thing, so it's fantastic that you bring that up. And Rob, I've, I've got to go find I, that and, picture. That I've, i got goosebumps here, and it's in your son's room. i got to go, I gotta yeah. go down to Amazon and go, where's this Rocky picture? i got to get this, babe, this thing and put it in my, yes, my office. it's out there to be had, my friend. You can find it. It is fantastic. And Rob, you, you and another recent guest that I've been you know blessed to have on the show, Bill Abrams, you guys did a seminar together on something called Blast. Talk about what that is. Blast is another putting sensor. It's it it doesn't give you as much data as the new one, Capto. It'll give you about nine points of data, but it's great. It's really not intrusive. It goes on the the butt end of your putter, and the little adapter fits all different grip sizes, and it gives you some quick hit stuff. So. I'll throw it on the butt end of a putter in a session where we're just looking at quickly. I want to know what face rotation is. I want to know, are we slamming it shut too much coming through? Do you have too much rotation coming back? Or are we blending it real well? Or I'll put it on the putter um, with a player in a first putting session to get a baseline of what they're doing. And then I'll fix them and I'll show them where they started and show them where we finished. Just to prove to them, this is the change I wanted. This is the change I've got. And it's it's an inexpensive little little training aid. It's great. It's something that most everybody can afford. It's it, it's it's a little over hundred bucks, and it's something you you just charge lasts a long time, and it's always there when you want to put it on there, and it works off your phone, and it's it's just a super simple thing, and a lot of tour players use it just to keep a spot check on what's going on. And Rob, we're talking about putting. I I saw you out there, and you know, at least some pictures and some videos of you with Brad Faxon. Curious, did you get to spend some time with Brad, and did you guys get the opportunity to compare putting notes? We've actually talked before. A couple years ago at the Players, right after he did the segment on Golf Channel with Gary Williams, I was at the Players doing my desk kids' golf camp there. Um, And Mondays at the Players are great because it's closed to the spectators. It's just those of us that have credentials that are on site. And Brad was there on the the academy there at, at the TPC Stadium course, he was there with Bob Rotella on the green, and I walked up, and he was kind enough to talk to me, and as was Dr. Rotella, and we were, just had a little putting roundtable, and I've always joked, if, if someone would have had a little pocket recorder and recorded the hour that we stood there and talked, you could have duped that and sold it for $100 a copy and retired to an island somewhere. We talked about some <laughs> fantastic stuff from the reason why we both grip is strong, because you look at Brad, and you look at I, and you look at Jay Haas, who I copied, who looks like facts back then. Um, we all look the same over the putter. We all grip it the same. We got to talk about why do you grip it strong. We got to talk about the mechanics of the stroke. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things I said to facts was you were just kind of chit-chatting about all kinds of stuff. And I said, Brad, let me tell you something about your putter. Because you do what I believe to be correct, your putter is always on trending hot. And he kind of shifted his weight on his feet. He was kind of looking at the ground. And he kind of looked up, up at me at the corner without, you know, kind of out of the corner of his eye. And he goes, you know what, Rob, you're right. My putter is always on trending hot. I said, that's why the way I coach it and the way you and I do it is is more correct than any way to do it out there. And, you know, we talked a lot about it. And I got to watch him and talk to him again, you know, at the, the blast little, little seminar they did. It was funny as, he did putting and then walked over, hit a few chip shots. He laid his putter on the ground. I looked at that and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't lay Excalibur on the ground. It's like it's like dirty dancing. <laughs> you don't put baby in a corner. You don't lay Excalibur on the ground. And I picked it up and I, I guarded it for him. I, I, I stood there. He did a little chipping stuff with some of the players talking about how blast can be used for chipping and full swing. And he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he went to, to go to his bag, and he walked over where he laid the putter, and I was standing to the side. He looked down, and he looked at me, and I went, I said what I said, Excalibur is not meant to be laid on the ground, Brad. And he smiled and started laughing. He said, oh, you're right about that. He took it back. He said, thanks for guarding for me. I said, you bet. And so we, <laughs> we kind of laughed about that moment. And, Rob, I've you know, been looking out at some of the videos that you've done, and, you know, Golf Academy videos were one of the ones that I found very interesting is you do something very unique with a roll of paper towels. 
to help us keep our heads still during the putting stroke. Do you mind sharing that one? Absolutely, and, and I can't take any credit for that. One of my tour players came up with that on a rainy day where he was trapped at home, and he had a little funky head movement where his, his head would go down and, and back a little bit. It was kind of a V-shaped movement, a little, you know, lowercase V where his head would bob down and back. And we've been working on it, and we we had made a lot of progress with it. But he thought, how do I keep my head still? Because I can't put my head against the wall because I don't have enough space to get my putter in there. And so he shot me a video of him with a paper towel roll up against the wall. So all you basically do is grab a paper towel roll, put one end of it, you know, where the, where the tube is coming out, not sideways, but the end of it, against your forehead and lean against the wall. And you can take practice strokes, and you are – now the width of the paper towel roll away from the wall. So you can hit putts with balls. You can take practice strokes, but it gives you the space away from the wall to have the freedom to do that. And it totally stymies any head movement. It's, it's a fabulous drill. And the great thing about it is when you train with it, you get your head so still, your putting improves. And when you then go play and make all those putts, you will reap a bounty of skins from your, your playing opponents, pun intended. And Rob, you also did a video with Michael Breed that people can see on your website, stranogolf.com, about the mental approach and negative thoughts that we're putting in our heads. How can we stop focusing on the negative and be more positive? Well, you know what's interesting is the brain is wired to absorb the negative more than the positive. And it's simple self-preservation. You touch that hot stove once, you're not going to touch it again. You know, you, you walk along the edge of a cliff and you stumble for a second, you're going to walk a little farther from the edge of the cliff. So we absorb these negative things to keep ourselves safe from the moment we're able to, to, to basically walk and remember things. The challenge is when you hit a bad golf shot or have a traumatic golf event, not letting the, the brain categorize it and file it. You want to learn from it, but you don't want to absorb it. And tour players are great at it. You know, growing up with Jay Haas at St. Clair, Jay and I had several conversations, had lunch together. And I asked him one time about a round of golf when I was a lot younger that I followed him where he played. And he said he remembered one or two select good shots from that round, but nothing else. He had, he had taken everything else and filed it away where it didn't matter, but he grasped a couple key things. One thing we do at the academy is we tell all our players this. When you get down with a run of golf, we want you to go ESPN. Come up with your top ten moments from that round or top five moments from that round. Don't immediately look at the scorecard and go, oh, that could have been a great round if it wasn't for the two eights and the five on the par three that I made, the double on the par three. Look, you look in your mind and go, boy, I just ripped it off the first tee today. And then – on number four, the par five, I hit a three wood right down by the green. I've never done that before. And, and I had that bunker shot, and I flipped it up there and made the putt. And I made that 30-footer. And just go through, create some stuff that gets an excitement about the round. Remember the good stuff. We never get to the good stuff because we're so busy focusing on the bad. And I don't care if you go out and shoot 50. You can find three or four nuggets in that round where – you know, you hit it, you had a 50-foot putt, and you knocked it down there to three feet and made it. You two-putted from a spot you would have normally maybe four-putted. Grab the good first. Memorize that. File it away. Make it, remember it. Make it a smile on your face. And then go, okay, what do I need to work on to improve? And that way, the good overweighs the bad. I talk, I talk about mentally overcoming things this way. I had one of my clients go watch the senior tournament up at um, up in Birmingham. It used to be the Bruno's. I'm not sure what it's called now. But he came back from watching the, the seniors, and he said, Rob, you got to explain something to me. And I said, what? He said, I was up at the senior event. I watched one of the players walk up to the chipping area with a bag of balls, and he dumped them out, and he started hitting this really vanilla, bland, simple chip shot. He hit 50 of them, and they all ended up right around the hole. And I said, he said, I couldn't figure out why. He would just practice this simple shot over and over again. I said, well, that's easy. He goes, really, why? I said, he's burying his dead. And he went, what do you mean? Burying his dead? I said, yeah. Somewhere in the last tournament, he had that shot, and he picked the wrong club, or he played it the wrong way, or he flubbed it, or he chili chunked it or made a mess out of it. And he's taking that one mistake and burying it under 50 good ones. 
So what does he recall now? Does he recall the one bad one? No, because he just overcame it with a bunch of really good ones. So he's going to get that shot again, and he's not going to remember one. He's going to remember, I practiced this the other day, and I aced the exam. I'm good to go. Rob, just a couple of more before we let you go. And you recently tweeted out about the importance of pre-shot routine and making sure everything in your pre-shot routine has a purpose. Talk about what you mean by that. Now, what's interesting is I get a lot of feedback on these tweets. They're called strand notes, and they're little index cards I write notes on, you know, graphics on, and, and tweet them out there. So go check out strand notes at Rob Strano, at Rob Strano on Twitter. So I get a lot of feedback, and that one, I talked about pre-shot routine. What's interesting in pre-shot routine, for a tour player, random movements, totally scripted. So when I walk into a, a shot, I have this funny little move that I make where I adjust my pants on my, my belt of my pants where I kind of, you know, Arnold Palmer hitch up your britches. That's not a random move. I'm, I'm getting my, my belt in the right spot. Then I walk in and kind of wiggle my shoulders around. I'm getting the shirt comfortable on my shoulders. And then I have another move where I extend my arms and I drop my arms down on my, my chest. I'm just setting where I want my arm set up. Then I bend into posture and wiggle myself into position. And then I pull the trigger and go. So every movement has a reason and a purpose in my routine. When you have a bunch of random movements, what you're doing is you're creating things that throw you off script. You may have a routine that's 15 seconds long, and the next one's 25, and the next one's 18, the next one's 40, you're frozen over the ball. I like routines that keep moving, and once you're in there and the club's behind the ball, it's 10 seconds and the ball's in the air. When players get frozen over the ball, I talk about it as if it's the back of a panel of post office boxes. Now, we've all seen the back of a post office box. It looks like a, a honeycomb or a waffle. It's a bunch of empty squares. Well, maybe my routine has 10 squares to it, but they're all full of things that I'm doing to prepare myself to hit the shot. Now, if you're out there and you're walking up to the ball and you're frozen over the ball, doing is all of a sudden what normally is maybe 15 boxes for you, when you freeze, your brain starts building boxes. And it just starts building them randomly. Now, Chris, here's the question. When your brain's building boxes, what's in those boxes? Got to be thoughts or memories. There's nothing in them. Your brain's building empty boxes. All of a sudden, like you just said, anything can go in them. Bad thoughts, bad memories, random thoughts. Don't hit it right in the water. Oh, my gosh, I hit it in Mr. Jones's backyard the other day and, and, and wounded his dog. Don't do that. So you don't want to stand still and start building these empty boxes. So routine is important, and it's something you've got to practice, and it's got to be practiced with a purpose. It's like, what am I doing here? Why am I waggling? Why do I take two waggles? Why do I shuffle on my feet? Why do I do this? Script your routine. Stick to it. You'll find it a pressure. You'll hit a bunch better shots. So, Rob, I'm going to take you away from golf for a second. And uh, you may or may not know that uh, I also do a, a football show on Thursday nights, Thursday night tailgate, where we talk to NFL players, legends, coaches. And uh, I saw that you also recently tweeted out a picture of Cardinals Hall of Famer Roger Worley and said he was your favorite player and the reason why 22 is your favorite number. Why Roger Worley? Uh, I just I just loved him growing up. He was a hard worker. He was one of those players that – was never out of position. He was an all-pro. He was a student at the game, a great athlete, and an all-around great guy. I got to meet him when I was a kid twice. Um, he played in uh, a pro-am at my country club and played with my dad at a pro-am one time and got to meet him. And he was just the greatest guy. You know, some guys are, are bigger than life and you meet them and they kind of let you down. He didn't let me down. He was a great guy and just I just loved the way he played the game. He was a student of the game and I'll never forget, he picked off Roger Staubach three times in a, in a victory against the Cowboys one year. And I'm not sure who's more excited about it, him or me. <laughs> so, Rob, who wins the Super Bowl this weekend? Um, I, you know what? It's hard to go against the guys with the Patriot on the helmet. Um, experience, whether it's in golf or in football, the Ben there done that. Um, my eyes aren't too big for the moment. Um, the moment's not too big for me. Um, it's hard to bet against that team. As much as I'd love to see the Eagles win, I'm a little different in the way I look at sports. I've got my favorites. But one thing I've learned is you can't 
have a team you hate passionately. Because the moment you do that is the moment a buddy of yours goes to play for them or you meet someone that plays for them and they become a friend of yours and you go, oh, I can't root against them now. I gotta, I gotta root for him. I gotta, I gotta like him. You know, you know, one of my adopted kids actually played for Belichick. It's a, it's a young man we helped raise. That was my son's best friend on the football team. My son was a quarterback. This was our star running back. He was like another child us, lived with us for a while. Um, went on to, to play college at Oklahoma and actually signed with the Patriots. And he will tell you, he loved playing for Coach Belichick. And I wasn't a big Patriots fan. I wasn't a big Belichick fan. You know what? I am now because he gave me firsthand testimony about how good a guy he was to play for. So as much as I love the story of other teams and cities experiencing a championship, being a St. Louis guy, I'm not a Cubs hater. When they had a chance last year, I was like, I hope the folks of Chicago, the Cubs fans get a chance to celebrate a World Series, and they did. Unfortunately, they beat another city that needs to experience that in the Cleveland Indians. But I'd love for the Eagles fans to experience the Super Bowl. I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles for that reason alone, I want it. I want the city of brotherly love to actually have some love and celebrate a, a championship. So I'm going to go. I'm going to even give you a number. I'm going to go Eagles 27, Patriots 20. Oh, okay. So you're flip-flopping on me. Now you say the Eagles are going to win 27-20. All right. I'm with you. I'm pulling for the Eagles myself. I'm so, Rob, before route. we let I, you go, remind our listeners how they can uh, follow you both online and over social media as well. You can find out, I always say I'm the easiest person to find on the planet. Stranogolf.com is the website. There's all kinds of stuff there. There's golf channel videos there. You can find a lot, a lot about me. Some great pictures from my appearances at Morning Drive. Um, I'll actually be back on Morning Drive the week after Valentine's Day. So looking forward to getting back there and doing some fun stuff at Golf Channel. I'm known as the pop culture coach because I teach with movie lines, song lyrics, catchphrases. You've done Caddyshack, Top Gun, um, all kinds of song lyrics I've actually sang and danced on Golf Channel. I'm not opposed to doing anything to help people learn the game and have fun doing it. See me on Twitter, at Rob Strano, Facebook, Rob Strano, Instagram, Rob Strano. It's not tough to find me out there. Um, always enjoy engaging with the, the fans of golf and the, the, the fans that follow me. And um, hit me up, ask me questions, You know, watch what I do. I enjoy talking to everybody about the game of golf. That's fantastic stuff. Rob, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. As as I said at the top, and you and I were talking beforehand, it's just never enough time with you. I hope you'll come back again real soon, share more of your stories and insights with us. Anytime you want me, Chris. And you enjoy your time with Jim Estes coming up. And I do some work with Salute the Military also. I've had several players I've coached. And to tell you what, you know, when I, when I think about Salute the Military and our military folks, and I do stuff with the Wounded Warrior Project, you know, I'm choking up talking about it. What Jim does is huge. He's a difference maker in the world. In the game, he's a difference maker. But in the world of changing lives and improving lives, that man's a difference maker. And I love Jim Estes for what he does with our military. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Jim is fantastic, as is the Salute Military Golf Association. Rob, take care, my friend. We'll catch up again real soon. Thanks for having me, Chris. I <laughs> Take care, Rob. That's Rob Strano, and again, he spells his last name S-T-R-A-N-O. So at Rob Strano on uh, on Twitter, and a lot of great stuff on his Twitter page, and then StranoGolf.com, even more fantastic stuff on his website as well. Before I get to my next guest, Jim Estes, I want to give a shout-out to a few of our, our sponsors. And folks, you've heard me talk about uh, Club Hub Sensors over the last couple of months. It's the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out on the market. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Club Hub tells you what happened and why. You can take the progress that you're making on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. Like I say, I have Club Hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips. And I can tell you, since I put the Club Hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. Because not only do you get GPS distances to the hazards and the green but after your round you can go back and look at the images and, la and the layout of every hole on the course that you just played and see exactly where and how far you hit every shot and no other gps tool on the market lets you capture that and let you go back and review your round the way the club hub app does it's available for android or iphones and the app keeps track of your swing speed of every club in your bag your tempo angle of attack plus you get a 3d view of your swing as well and no other rangefinder can
can do all of that for you. Go over to clubhubgolf.com and order your set of Clubhub sensors today and enter the coupon code NEXT, that's N-E-X-T, to get 10% off of all products at checkout. Again, clubhubgolf.com, enter the coupon code NEXT, and you're going to get 10% off at, at checkout, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way. I also want to remind you about our friends over at Parbar. Energy and focus on the course is essential, whether you're playing you know, out on tour, in your club championship, or just your weekend four ball with your buddies. Par Bar is the golfer's nutritional bar that can help you with both of those things, energy and focus. Eat some before you get to the first tee and the rest every three holes until it's gone and you're going to play with more energy and focus to win. Par Bar was developed by a lifelong golfer and a food scientist to help all golfers play their best. Go online to parbargolf.com and order yours today. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at pgasuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris. And now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is PGA professional Jim Estes. Let me remind you about Jim's background. He is from Washington, D.C. and started playing his college golf at the University of Tennessee before transferring back to the University of Maryland. He won the 1985 Maryland Amateur Championship and he, he turned pro in 1988. He played on what was then the Nationwide Tour, now the Web.com Tour, and won the 1989 Greater Ozarks Open. In 1995, Jim was the PGA of American National Player of the Year. In 96, he won the Nike Inland Empire Open. Off the course in 2007, Jim was recognized as Golf Magazine's Innovator of the Year Award. That same year in May of 2007, Jim co-founded the Salute Military Golf Association, which you hear me talking about every week here on the show for the great things that he and his team are doing to help our wounded service veterans learn, either learn how to play the game of golf or get back to playing the game of golf. 2008, he was recognized uh, by the uh, Mid-Atlantic Sectional President's Award for Outstanding Contribution to the Local Community. That same year, he was the Mid-Atlantic Sectional Player of the Year. 2010, he was the PGA Patriotic Award winner. Jim has been recognized by Golf Digest as the best teacher in the state of Maryland every year since 2011. He has helped 50 players realize their dreams of playing college golf. Last May, Jim was a low club professional in the Senior PGA Championship, and I'm excited he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jim, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Chris, can you hear me okay? Ah, I can hear you perfectly. Thank you, Jim. Okay, So, great. Jim, it's been a little while. It's been almost uh, you know, nine or ten months since we've had you back on the show. Catch us up. What's been going on? Well, as you know, the the PGA show was last week, so we just got back. We brought two Purple Heart guys down there. We had a booth, and we were just educating. We had a meet and greet, and we were educating some of the golf pros on our American Golfer program, which has really taken off, Chris. We got about 150 applications every year, and what that program is, the process is pretty simple. You go onto our website. If you've been injured uh, in a post-9-11 event, doesn't have to be Iraq or Afghanistan, um, you just fill out the paperwork, and if you're not in one of our chapter locations, you, we will hook you up with a PGA professional, and once you've been assigned to that professional, you'll book your lessons. We like to have the lessons done, like uh, six, five lessons in six or seven weeks. We like to have them back-to-back, week-to-week, and then we'll get you into a properly fitted set of golf clubs. Um and you can start enjoying that game that we all love to play. Um, since SMG has been founded, um, we've this pro- this program's been in um, existence for just a little over three years, and it's it's been huge. Um, I can't tell you how many people I get on our Facebook page or emailing me telling me what a, how much fun it was to work with a PGA professional who's uh, given their time. Um, and getting them all on the golf course, more importantly. So uh, we always have a meeting with Taylor May. They've been a longtime um, supporter. I've been on their staff since 2003, and we're gonna um, we're gonna try to introduce. It's not finalized yet, but we're gonna have a input from all of the wounded vets that want to get involved, and we're gonna have a custom bag 
that we can um, put out there on the on the TaylorMade website and, and get it in. Um, hopefully, some of the the uh, golf pros will buy this and put it in their shops. But it's gonna the proceeds from the sale of the bag will will some of the proceeds we haven't finalized all the details will go towards um, helping our vets in SMGA. So uh, the design of that bag, Dan our uh, Flieger, our executive director, came up with this idea, and I thought it was a great idea, and we pitched it to uh, TaylorMade, and they were uh, pretty excited about it. And uh, at our annual golf tournament, we also do this TaylorMade experience where they get to go into the tour trailer at the uh, the tournament here. We have Tiger Woods, uh, you know, it's been a, a long time. Um, I think that Tiger Woods tournament has, has put, um, I don't know, 15 people through this tour experience you go into the tour trailer and they make you a club they you know you get on the track man and you hit some shots and they put you through just exactly how they would suit up a tiger woods and it's kind of cool um tiger's now on staff with TaylorMade using TaylorMade stuff so that was kind of cool too so jim you mentioned being down at the uh at the pga merchandise show and uh we were just talking to rob strano who you know talked about you know 20 28 mile stretch you know, if you if you really walked that whole thing. So being down there, what what captured your attention? Anything you saw down there that really said you said, boy, that's really cool. Uh, well, some of the stuff um, I I've been using. I, and blast motion um, is a sensor that I love that uh, I think is gonna um, gonna be a bigger part of our golf program going forward. What it does is it gives you the timing of your swing. They've got 250 golf prof- or uh, tour players using it. It times your swing, your backswing, your downswing, and the research is pretty clear. If you can get your backswing, say, to be 0.6 and your forward swing to be 0.3, then all the other parameters that the edit measures will will also be good. So for your pace will be good if you can. Now, obviously, the the timing of the stroke is not going to change regardless of the length of the stroke. So the speed of your putter is going to change. And the length of your stroke is going to change. And it monitors all that. It measures the length of your stroke, how long your backswing and forward swing is, how much face rotation. So it's like a mini Sam putt lap for 150 bucks. So, I, I mean, that that was – if you haven't seen that, I really highly recommend it. Um, what else can I say? Um, boy, I, so many things. I have a whole list of them. Um Let's see, off the top of my head, the new TrackMan data is really exciting. Uh, they're, they're, um, I don't have a TrackMan on FlightScope, but um, at some point we're going to get a TrackMan, I think. Um, they are monitoring Sweet Spot now, and they can tell you where you hit it exactly on the face, and you'll see a picture of it wow. after you hit the shot, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, um uh, you know, I do a lot of continuing education work down there as well. And, um, going to see a lot of guys I've worked with, um, the scoring method we're, we're implementing through, um, a consultant I've been working with Will Robbins and operation 36. And what we do is we give people a scoring journal and they have to monitor how many shots it's taking. If they want to break a hundred, they got to get in the, the scoring zone is anything within a hundred yards of the pin on a par four in regulation would be so two shots have to cover 300 yards. If you're playing a par five, three shots have to cover 400 yards. And then we want to monitor how many shots it takes you to get down in the scoring zone. And ideally, if you're trying to break, say, 100, you want to get all of that, all of your balls inside that scoring zone, and then you want to get down in three or less. And we want to track that number. And if you're trying to break 90, you got to get within. 75 yards in regulation and then you've got to get down in three if you want to break 80 you got to get down in 50 and then we're going to track get within 50 yards of, of the pin in regulation then we're going to track how many um we want to get four to six balls down in two um to break 80 so uh you know it's it's you know this i mean once you get to a certain level in golf you know, the average golfer, an 85 shooter, only hits three to five greens in regulation. So then it becomes, well, how are we gonna, how are we gonna get that score? Well, the answer is no double bogeys. Make all your four footers, and uh, 
you know, from 100 yards and in, you got to score three or less. You know, and, and what's interesting is a lot of times when I take people out for playing lessons, I tell them, you don't have to hit driver. Just hit something out there 200 yards and inside of a 40-yard wide area, and you, you can play the game. You can make bogeys. Now, they don't want to do that sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. you know how they want to hit that driver and three or four times they don't find it, and they make those three double bogeys, and then, you know, they're up to 90, 95, so... Right. That's, but um, you know, uh, getting back to your question, um, some of the other things I saw, Eyeline's got a few things. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but um, the rings from Eyeline Golf, I like to use those. There's rings that you can land the ball in for chipping. There's a uh, the mirrors. You know, the eye-line putting mirrors, those are really easy. And a lot of guys mm-hmm. are using those for your shoulder line and for your eye-line. Basic stuff. So, uh, Jim, I, I want to change gears with you a little bit. I want to take you back to last year's Senior PGA Championship. You were a low club professional. You know, two under par, the final round was one of the best rounds of the day. That tournament was right there in in your backyard in Washington, D.C., and you had Trump National. So take us through that experience and uh, what it was like uh, being a part of that tournament and playing as well as you did right there, you know, essentially, you know, with with the home fans rooting you on. Right. Well, first of all, uh, you know, it was a thrill to have my veterans on the tee boxes serving as volunteers. Either uh, they were spotters or they were on the tee holding a quiet sign or they were getting involved in some way. And I had a, one on just about every tee box. So that was that was a huge supporter, uh, big support. But honestly, I mean, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. The second day of the tournament, the wind started to blow 40 to 50 miles an hour. And I was, I went from 140th to about 60th shooting. I don't even remember what I shot. I think it was even par, but I hit on the 16th hole. I'll never forget it. Jeff Braho, I was playing with, uh, and Tom Byram. I hit a good drive. The hole's 440 yards and I hit a full three wood into the green. And I was only, 195 yards from the hole. That's how hard the wind was blowing. <laughs> and uh, I managed to make four, and then I parred uh, a hard par three. It was like 210 yards into the wind. And uh, then I ended up making a nice par on 18. And I could not believe. Uh, and then right after we got in, our group got in, they – promptly uh, blew the horn for a wind warning and uh balls were blowing off the greens it was crazy so wow um it was a thrill to 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 make the cut and and then get paired with i played with um roger chapman who's won the u.s senior open and won the senior pga and i got paired with jay haas and jesper parnovic so it was it was a thrill um and then my co-founder jamie uh, winslow uh, he's a college golfer and he was on the bag and, you know, he's the only, I, t- I always tell him, I said, you're the only guy that's ever caddied for me, uh, in the, in the, uh, in a major championship where I've made the cut. So, uh, unfortunately he's not going to be able to caddy this year. He's, uh, his daughter's going to be, uh, graduating college the same week. So, uh, I'm going to get another board member to caddy for me. Who uh, he's a manager at ESPN here uh, in DC, uh, Sports Talk 980. His name's Chris Johnson, CJ. So uh, that's going to be fun again to play. Yeah, no but doubt. It was the most thrilling, thrilling thing to um, to get to play with Jay Haas, and and he was supporting me, and you know I didn't feel nervous. Jesper, those guys. Um, I never played with Jay Haas, but um, he couldn't be a nicer guy. And he's going to get involved with, uh, speaking of the PGA show, Gary Shaw, former president of PGA, is building a par three golf course Then George Fazio is designing. And uh, Jay Haas and Bill are going to be involved. I think they're um, in, involved in ownership of it. And 
it's going to be for vets. It's going to be one of the locations for uh, one of the chapters. And we might even move our headquarters down there. I don't know because they're going to have four hitting uh, indoor coaching bays. They're going to have a nine-hole uh, par three course, and it's going to be a unbelievable practice facility. So we're excited that we'll get to u- be able to use that. You know, Jimmy, uh, you mentioned having, you know, the veterans out there volunteering and, and on the tee boxes. I, I yeah. have to imagine, you know, you now you're going from teacher to the guy who has to perform. Did you feel any <laughs> any pressure by having all of oh, those yeah. guys, you know, out there around you're, you? You go from teacher to player. Now the pressure's on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, though, I mean, I've played in enough events that I, I – it was – I think it only helped me really having that support. Um, but no, I, I was nervous, no question about it, but, um, I don't know, you know, um, I made a few putts on the back nine on, on, uh, coming down the stretch the last day. And, uh, it was, it was thrilling, um, to make some putts because, you know, Putting's probably the most. When you get to that level, you got to make some putts from ten to fifteen feet. And I made a couple of bombs. I think I made a thirty, forty footer. Um, the last, I made two putts over thirty feet the last four holes. So it was wow. pretty cool. No doubt. Yeah. So. So you know, I mean, so Jim, um, yeah. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, I was just, I was just saying that. Uh, when you get an opportunity like that and, and you, you capitalize on it, you really feel good about it because, um, you know, you just don't never, you never know at, at my age, I never know when my last competitive round will be, um, you know, in a tournament of that, you know, that quality. So I'm just, that was just, well, I'd say it's the best, biggest thrill for me, um, in my career. I Man, playing playing in the U.S. Opens and qualifying for the tour, I'd still say that was that was pretty high up there. It's in the top top three. Qualifying for the tour was probably my biggest thrill, but that that was that was a second or third. So you mentioned a moment ago you're going to be going back. You're going to defend your title this year up at uh, Harbor Shores in uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. I I didn't make the cut there, so I'm, I want to. Um, play that golf course better this time around i've got a pretty good idea that i can make it it suits my game i just uh like anything else you just got to minimize the errors there's some severe greens nicholas loves those undulations uh there's something on youtube about nicholas when he designed it he was with johnny miller and johnny's like jack this is a ridiculous green it's got way too much slope Uh, it's the 10th hole over there at harbor shores jack you can't have a hump in a green that's 10 feet high. And Jack goes, why? What's wrong with that, Johnny? And he goes, nobody can two-putt here. He, Nicholas pulls out a ball, and he promptly holds it from 80 feet. He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen please. the video. It is fantastic. Yeah. So, so Jim, uh, just a couple more before we let you go. But, you know, yeah. we, we've talked about the Salute Military Golf Association and the work you're doing there. Talk about some of the recent success stories you've had with some of your military students. Well, what's interesting, um, we've had – the biggest success story is uh, what's going on up in Boston. Um, Jerry Shanahan, and I haven't met some of these guys, but he's – started off with one chapter in Boston and now he's got a chapter in Rhode Island and he also has a chapter in, in Vermont. So that, um, that chapter's taken off and I have not met any of the guys or, well, I've met a few of them, but, um, we have, um, every year, Chris, we have a, um, the warrior open that president Bush puts on mm-hmm. and, uh, we've had, two or three guys that have gone through the the program up in Boston get picked for that. So, uh, but um, as far as personal success stories, I would say the biggest success story for me is, is the guys that I've worked with personally that I've actually, you know, had a hand in contributing to their rehabilitation. And those two, the biggest, um, Success story for me is DeWitt Osborne. Um, and 
he's not a new guy with SMGA, but but uh, he's one guy that um, had a crushed vertebrae and his back and was 270 pounds, and, and now he's 210 pounds, and he's playing golf, and he's a six handicap. And, wow. you know, that's, for me, that was, and this is a guy that grew up playing sports, but never never played golf as a kid. Grew up in D.C., played sports. Um, but uh, that's probably my biggest success story. And Matt Anderson, a guy on our board, um, we've got another chapter coming out online this year at, at San Antonio. He was really um, – Matt was – I'd say he might be the longest hitter for a guy that has a, um, basically one leg. His left leg is completely – from the ankle, just below the knee, is completely immobilized. He doesn't have hardly any use of his left leg from the knee down. And and uh, this guy, uh, you know, he doesn't get much chance to play. He's he's um, in school getting an advanced degree. Um, but 300 yards in the air on the launch monitor, on the flight scope, 120 wow. mile an hour swing speed. Um you know, he looks like a tight end, you know, NFL tight end. But um, those two guys, um, T.J. Brooks is another guy that went through our program who's – we had one of our former employees, Stephanie, uh, ended up dating T.J. and they're getting married. Um, T.J. was a Marine who lost his leg. Um, and uh, when SMG was featured on on our website um, – I guess 2015 was when they did that piece on SMGA, and um, TJ was on that, on uh, featured in that uh, video. But I'll have to, I'm going to have to get more information from from all the different chapters to figure out what's going on with some of the guys because I don't, I don't get to uh, talk to enough of them. But uh, I'm just excited about San Antonio and and getting that one. Because that's a huge Fort Hood and San Antonio area. That's that's just about all of the veterans that come there are wounded. So, and there's 900,000 wounded vets, and 250,000 of them are uh, have a brain injury. Um, and that's as of 2012. That's reported from the uh, all the veteran hospitals, the VAs. So. It's probably more than that now, even. Mm-hmm. So we we got so, a lot Jim, of work Before we to let do. you go, remind our listeners yep. how can they get more information about the Salute Military Golf Association? How can they follow you and the SMGA, whether it's online or it's on social media? Well, you can go to Number One Golf Doc. That's my Twitter handle. But if you go to smga.org um, and you click on the menu there, you can click on the American Golfer Program, and we have. Right there online, we've got our application, and it shows you the process for how you get involved and picked for five lessons and then a club fitting. Um, we've also got a donate button, obviously, on our website. We go. It, it also goes through our story and all all the chapters and the events. We've got a Booz Allen uh, Hamilton tournament series. Um, if you want to donate or play in a tournament. To donate to SMDA, become a sponsor, play in our tournament. We've got about 16 tournaments nationwide um, that Booz Allen puts on for us to raise money. Um, and, um, you know, they've ended up hiring some people from that, from these golf tournaments too. So um, that's one of the benefits that they, that's one of the reasons they do it, so that they can get introduced to a veteran network. And so, that those obviously go on our Facebook page, um, and I go to the SMGA Boston if you're up in in the New England area. I think that's one of our best chapters. Jerry Shanahan up there is doing a phenomenal job. But um, you can also, uh, you know, shout me, uh, shoot me an email, jestis at allnegolfpark.com if you have any questions. Um, any PGA professionals who are interested, they're listening. Um, 
don't hesitate to uh, send me an email or if you go to the smga.org you can we've got two employees Dan Flieger who's our executive director and John Riviere who's our program director um, you can call either one of them if you want to become a um, an instructor at one of our clinics or you want to just um, do private lessons um, we're more than happy to uh, take people in we need more golf professionals and uh, it'll change your life and it'll change a veteran's life so that's my story i'm sticking to it (laughs) that's great stuff jim you guys are doing such fantastic work thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come back and and be a part of the show you know jim we are we're proud to to you know continue to let people know every single week on the show about you know salute military golf association you know, we play the ad that uh, that you uh that you recorded for us and we we want people to get involved and to get that information so thank you for all the things that you do and thanks for being uh being a part of the show again tonight well, we've raised $5 million in 10 years. We've helped over 2,000 vets. We've done, uh, we've fitted over 1,500 veterans. And uh, we do about 85 clinic golf clinics a year. And uh, so we're just going to keep on growing slowly but surely. Well, and, it's uh, fantastic stuff, and you guys do a great it's, job. It's, it's so. really um uh, we we you know flying the flag for us is really helpful and we appreciate it. Absolutely, Jim. Take care. All the best to you and your family. Hopefully, we get the uh, the blessing of having you back on the show again real soon. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll come with some vets. Maybe I'll put one on there and have you talk to them. That'd be better than me. <laughs> We'd love it. Please let's All make right. that happen. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Take, uh, all right. Take care, Jim. That is Jim Estes. Again, the Salute Military Golf Association. You can find it online at smga.org. Jim is one, the number one golf doc uh, on uh, on Twitter. And, uh, folks, you go on their website and you see the great things that they do and, the, and how they affect and change the lives of our military veterans. It's uh, It really is touching. You shed a tear, some of the things that they've been able to do and some of the life-changing events, you know, for folks that, uh, you know, whether they're struggling physically or mentally, right, uh, with uh, post-traumatic syndrome, there's there's folks dealing with that, that the game of golf helps uh, give them some peace of mind, if you will, and, and uh, some enjoyment in life and brings back, you know, some things that, uh, that they may have lost due to injuries or other things that they suffered while in uh, in the military and and folks as we talk about a lot on this show right um, golfers are idols but they're not heroes uh, our military veterans are our heroes for everything that they sacrifice for us for our freedoms so uh, we can't thank Jim and the, and the great staff there at the SMGA enough for the great things that they do all right, folks, it is time for us to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. I want to send out my sincere thanks again to Rob Strano and Jim Estes for joining me tonight. And folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please give me your thoughts. Check us out online on our Facebook page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Share your feedback there. Plus, if you have a question for one of our future guests or one of our previous guests, please let me know. We'll get it on the show for you or we'll get that question answered for you. You can see who some of our future guests are going to be by going to our website, nextonthetea.net. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari, our announcer Joe LaGianusa. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. That show, like this one, also available as a free podcast by going to Podbean, uh, podbean.com. You can find us on there and on the Podbean app as well. Plus, over on iHeartRadio, we can be found there also. Thursday Night Tailgate, every week we are joined by five NFL legends sharing their stories about their playing days, insights into today's game and what's going on around the league. Plus, we also have current players, coaches, media members from across the country. So very, uh, very blessed to have a great array of guests on, on that show. Plus, we also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. You can find that show online at ThursdayNightTailgate.com. And again, this show next on the T.net. Folks, thanks again for choosing to listen to the show tonight. We know you've got a lot of podcasts and shows you have an opportunity to check out. We really appreciate the fact that you are making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening.
mythology with Christmas Carol Where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members Go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Tuesday To hear more stories about the game we love From people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf